This is James Montgomery, and this is the Stinger podcast. You know, when you're playing football and you hit somebody really hard and you get this, like, shot up your up your arm and your arm goes numb and it feels like, you know, you might have, like, broke it or something? Well, it's that, but it's for your ears. Yeah, I just wanted to start off by uh, thanking everybody for joining us today. Uh, joining me today, excuse me. Um <clears throat> So Tom Brady retired today officially, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern, I guess, or something like that. Uh, you know, I've watched, you know, I started watching football in 2007. I was a junior. That's when I first started playing football. And um, it was, I think it was that season when the Patriots went undefeated. So I might have been watching it maybe the year before that. Yeah, I might have been watching it. But anyway. So my my remembrance of Brady was always that you know the greatness of that eighteen and O team that didn't quite get the job done. But then you know there was always that discussion of is it Manning, is it Brady that whole time? And then all of a sudden he had you know six Super the the, the Atlanta Super Bowl when they came back from twenty eight three down down twenty eight to three that just sealed the deal. That was that was enough to know that he's the best and that. That that's what needed to happen for everybody to know. Um, best to ever play. Uh, I know he's not the most talented. You know, there's been that argument lately of Mahomes being the most talented. Yeah, that's great, but I, I just don't. We're never going to see it again. So uh, those of us who got to see him, uh, the select few, you know, you know, twenty years from now, your kids are going to be talking about so and so's being great, and you're just you're just going to know. Uh, you guys don't know. And uh, I, I hope that you appreciate, you know, the the last twenty three years of Tom Brady. If you got to watch him that long, or for me, I, I got to watch him for you know fifteen of those. And uh, I just appreciate it. And I was a Manning guy before Brady did the Atlanta Super Bowl, and after the Atlanta Super Bowl, I was all over Brady. I was just like, yeah, he's the best. And. You know, just what he did as a teammate, uh, what he did as a player uh, is just uh, – I don't think anybody uh, will ever be able to live up to that, you know. And I, I don't think anybody will try – you know, I, I I hope nobody necessarily tries. You know, I, I would really like to see, like, Joe Burrow, you know, when he gets paid just to take, you know – I'll take 30 million rather than 50, you know. I'll take 30. That way we can pay our, our rush end and – Chase, Anti Higgins, you know, I, I would really like to believe that he would just be down to take thirty million every year. I just, I, I just don't think it's going to happen, you know. Um, I would really like to believe that, uh, you know, Dak Prescott would just go into Jerry Jones' office and, and you know, realize, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm the issue. Uh, I need to take twenty five million a year, which is appropriate, and so we can pay for CD lamb and go get somebody, you know, not, I'm not saying get Amari Cooper, but you could keep Amari Cooper also, you know, like somebody like him. Um, I would like to believe Kirk cousins walks in, you know, after this season is like, Hey, you know what? My contract's killing the, our defense because our back end can't cover anybody. Uh, I'm just going to give back 15 million to the organization a year. That way you guys can go get, you know, a top end corner. I, I, I like I would wish I, like I wish I, I believe that that would happen. Russell Wilson's a huge one. He just took way too much money. I always felt like he was getting 
making way too much money. I never called that he was going to suck, by the way. Never, I'll never admit that. Never did I think that he was going to suck this bad, at least right now. You know, I don't think he's going to always suck this bad. But uh, I just felt like he was always somebody who took more money than he should he should get because his team was always so good around him. That's why he played so well, you know. So um, just Tom Brady is something special, like something real special that I don't, you know, I, I don't believe we'll ever see again. It would be nice to see one of these, you know, young guys – do something like that where it's like, okay, you know what? I need to restructure my deal just like Tom Brady did. So that way we can pay other people. So uh, that's my reflection on on Brady before we get going. Uh, next thing I want to talk about was uh, the Jets' future. So the Jets, the most ridiculous thing that they did, they hired Nathaniel Hackett. And I didn't really realize this at the time. I was like, what are they doing? That You're going to kill – well, he, you know how people call quarterbacks coaches killers? Well, this coach is a quarterback killer. I'm telling you right now, this guy is going to kill whatever quarterback you bring in there, unless it's Aaron Rodgers, which a friend of mine brought that up. They said, hey, he, they're going for Aaron Rodgers. They're going all in. And I'm like, oh, my God. So <coughs> the Jets are a team. <coughs> they're not that bad. Um, I know they lost six in a row. I know it. Feels like they're bad. They're not bad. Uh, their their stud running back got hurt. You know, one of their tackles got hurt. You know, um, so a lot of unfortunate things happen. But they just made a move that made them you know look like the Houston Texans when they're really more like the you know the Titans where they were just you know a couple injuries got them knocked them out of playoff contention and they're just not a bad football team. They got a really good defense. They got really good receivers. Their uh, coach seems to be decent. The thing is, is you make a move like this and you don't get Aaron Rodgers, that coach and that GM will be fired because they will not be able to win with another quarterback. Um, I know Nathaniel Hackett coached uh, the Jaguars guy when they went, you know, to the AFC championship game. You know, that was one really good season. And after seeing watching him with Russell Wilson last year, I just, I just don't. I think that guy is not a good coach. Not a good coach. Just that I, I did not understand the hire. I thought it was I thought it was terrible. I think Rodgers would do great in San Francisco. Now everyone's like Green Bay would never do that. They would never trade him to San Francisco. I think San Francisco is a perfect spot for him. Uh probably won't happen, but I would love to see that. Um Denver hires Sean Payton. Okay, so that's the next thing. So Sean Payton. Uh, you know, coach for the, the Saints, you know, had a ton of success with the Saints. Everybody sees him as kind of like second to Andy Reid in terms of his like offensive prowess, right? And uh, I do believe the, the Broncos are going to be a lot better. Now, how much better? I don't know. You know, I could see him. Yeah, I could see like nine or ten wins next year. And them being, you know, viable. Um, I, you know, they could be even better than that. You know, similar to like how the Jags did this year where they started off slow and then they like blew up late in the year. I can see something like that. However, you are in the AFC now. The AFC is like stacked. There's just so many good coaches, so many good quarterbacks all in one conference right now that it's just really difficult to see exactly who's coming out of there or who or who's going to who's going to be viable there. You know, the top 7 there. You know, like I think a teams like you know like um um 
the Dolphins who were in who looked promising, but I just don't see how they're going to be a top seven team next year. You know, I just don't. Uh, the Chargers just hired uh, Kellen Moore, so I don't think Staley's getting fired. Uh, I was on this Staley getting fired thing because, you know, as a fan, I'm watching the Chargers, and all I want to see is the Chargers play the Chiefs. Okay, as a fo- as just a pure football fan, that's what I want to see. I want to see Chargers play the Chiefs. And guess what? Staley finds a way to screw things up so that way we can't watch it again. Because if the Chargers beat the Jaguars and the Bengals beat the uh, Ravens like they did in the playoffs, uh, the Chargers would have played the Chiefs again, and it would have been a great game. Okay? And I just wish we got to see that again. And because of Staley and his, you know, whatever he decides to do, the way he runs his team with the Joey Bosa, where Joey Bosa looks like he's on freaking crack on the sideline and slamming his helmet into the into the ground and Staley picks up the helmet and hands it back to him. It's just like this guy. I was like, this guy needs to get fired right now. And I would have loved to see Sean Payton with uh, Justin Herbert. Oh, man, those would have been epic. You know, you think you think Chargers Chiefs is epic right now, man. Talk about Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Mahomes, and Herbert all on the same field at the same time. Oh, that would have been sick. So, no, we're gonna get to see Sean Payton and Russell Wilson against Andy Reid, which is which which I think is gonna be just as great because the Denver Broncos defense is excellent and they'll at least be together for one more season. So I'm gonna enjoy that. But I just uh I was just really you know, disappointed that, um, you know, Staley, you know, I mean, I mean, they hired Kellen Moore, so I'm not disappointed in that. I just think they're going to be good. Like they're going to be, you know, I don't think the record is necessarily going to reflect how much better they are, but, you know, I pulled up some stats. So I, they scored 23 and a half points per game last year. Okay. I think that's going to move closer to 30. Like, I think they're going to be a top four scoring offense with this guy. Okay. And, you know, because it, the reason I bring that up is because he was with the Cowboys. And now, while he was the offensive coordinator at the Cowboys, they were second over those last four, uh, over the last four years in total in, in offensive yards and points. They were, you know, elite, an elite offense with Dak. And you're getting a better quarterback. And I do believe that team is going to be better. Like, I would probably pick them to win 11 games this year instead of 10. Like, I don't think it's going to change their win total, but your their offense is going to be legit. Like, you're going to – it's just going to be popping off the screen at you. And, yeah, I – you know, I hope – this is what I hope happens is that, you know, Staley, you know, does something in the playoffs and they lose in the first round, then they have to fire him, right? And then they get an actual coach in there. Or maybe they hire Kellen Moore to be the coach. I don't know. Something like that. And I think that would be better for the Chargers fans and everybody because I just seen the last two years where Staley is just like, this team is way better than this team's so much better, but you're just the one holding it back. Anyway, that's my Staley rant. I'm all, I always have a rant on some coach that I don't like right now. So anyway, going moving on. So conference title review. So, or we'll just talk playoffs in general. I, I was very, you know, as a whole, the playoffs were just not that good. Like I, uh, you know, the, the NFL expanded to seven teams on each side and, you know, I, I, okay. The Seattle 
San Francisco game was at least good for a minute, and then it it, it was bad. And then the Dolphins Bills game was actually, you know, you know that th that was a good game. But it's like you were watching a third string quarterback, you know, and uh, just a really good coach out coaching a coach that you know isn't as in Sean McDermott is what I mean. Is as I I just lost a ton of respect for Sean McDermott. He just doesn't seem like he's adjusting well to his offensive coordinator leaving, you know, um, in terms of that. Now, now I, I respect him as a head coach because of, you know, everything with the DeMar Hamlin stuff this year. I mean, the way he handled it was, you know, as good and with class as anybody. So I'm not, you know, sitting here saying that he's, you know, a terrible head coach, but I am saying that I've seen him this year get outcoached a lot. You know, um, I just don't think his teams were prepared all the time. Uh, just a lot of relying on on Josh Allen, which is which is great when it when it when it works. But when Josh Allen isn't like Superman, then you you lose the game, you know. So as a whole, I was just kind of disappointed in the playoffs, and I thought the best game of the playoffs uh, it almost was the ball was the Bengals and Chiefs, but the officiating was so bad it was just like really hard at times. There was points in the game that was just hard to watch. Um. The Bengals offense, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the Bengals offense was just kind of like totally predicated on big plays that were just like jump balls. So like there wasn't really a lot of offense from the Bengals, honestly. It was just kind of like, I'm going to throw it up to Chase and hope he brings it down. And he, I mean, he did, right? He did. There was a there was that sick play in double coverage where he it was like a fourth down, I think, and he threw it up to him. <clears throat> it was a sick play. Don't get me wrong. It was just like their offense wasn't really much outside of that, you know? So that was disappointing in my opinion. So I thought the best game was the Bengals and the Ravens game. Like if you go back, if, if you watch that game, that game was fantastic. Like the Ravens had that game won and they, you know, obviously the backup quarterback did what he did. And it was just like, you know, but to me that was the most exciting game I watched all, all, all playoffs. And uh, the Cowboys Niners game was okay. Right. Like, like, I mean, at least ended in one score, you know, uh, the Chargers Jaguars game was really good, you know, in the end, you know, you can't, that first half was terrible. So you can't, you can't tell me the game as a whole was good. It was just, you know, one really like incredible comeback. Right. So um, I just, I was pretty disappointed in the playoffs. Um, I hope the Super Bowl's good because, you know, it's the last game. I just, I hope the Eagles and Chiefs give, give us a good Super Bowl, which I think they will. Um, I initially am thinking Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes solely because I, you know, I really thought his ankle was going to be the reason why they lose. Like he wasn't, he just wasn't going to be able to do a couple things, but it obviously didn't matter. And their defense played out of their mind, which was fantastic. Um, I felt, you know, the, the team I felt terrible for is the Niners, you know, just everything that happened. And uh, I, I am going to criticize Shanahan for a second, even though I do feel you know, I just feel terrible for him because it's like the, their whole season, it was like literally a season of no excuses. And it was just one of those really impressive, just like, we don't care that our quarterback went down. We don't care that our second quarterback went down. We're on our third quarterback and we don't care. We're just going to win because we're good and we know it. And I just, I respected it. You know, it was just like something, it's hard not to respect. It's hard not to respect the coach. It's hard not to respect the players. It's hard not, not to respect the organization, right? But when the fourth quarterback went down and Shanahan, you know, on the sideline, I'm sure he's just like, we all that hard work, everything just out the door on nothing I can control. 
But there is one thing he could have controlled. Is he could have done something freaking funky. Just freaking weird right then. Put freaking McCaffrey in. Run some laterals. Make the game, you know, like I, I get from a viewer standpoint, I want it to be fun, right? But you could have tried a little bit more because you weren't going to win the game just handing the ball off. And you knew it. So you have to do some funky stuff. And you just got to throw the kitchen sink. Like, to me, I felt like he as a play caller quit. And I and I get it. It's just overwhelming. It's too much. It's the fourth one. It's, you know, there's just so many things telling you. But the whole season, your whole season was predicated on you not making excuses. And yet in the final moment when there was, you know, yeah, it happened again. You hit adversity again. Don't make an excuse like you like every year. I mean, I mean, the whole season you weren't making excuses. And in the moment when it really mattered not to make an excuse, you did. And that disappointed me. That was really disappointing because I saw the trick play. You know, we all saw the trick plays late and it was too late. It was too late. It was like you should have been running the trick plays the the minute the quarterback goes out. When it was seven nothing, it felt like twenty one zero, and I'm like, man, they're lucky it's seven nothing. And then it was seven seven. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, you know. And then you know it was fourteen seven. It's like, oh, they're still in the game, and it's like then you know Brock Purdy gets hurt, and they you know it's over. But it didn't have to be over. And I know they tried, and there was a play where they go for a block, and the guy runs into him, and they get a you know, give the Eagles a first down. You have to know that that could happen because you're trying to create points from something, you know, so you can't get upset. And he was pissed. You know, Shanahan was pissed. And I get it. Like, I get he was pissed. But it's at the same time, you just got to know that could happen. It could happen. My guy runs into the guy. They call it a rough in the kicker, you know. And – but you you tried. You know, you tried. And that's that was the thing that I just thought that I would see him just get super creative. You know, and, 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 you know, he's known for being this guru and it's just like, that's what I thought was going to happen, you know? And I, I, I do feel bad for him, but it's at the same time, I'm like, you didn't make excuses all year yet. You made excuses today, you know? Um, so anyway, playoff review, I just kind of disappointed overall, but, uh, you know, there were a few games in there. Um, the, the, the thing that's pretty clear, right. Is, uh, the fading of a defensive of the defensive coach, right? Like, you know, years ago, it was always like defense wins championships, and now it's like not that at all. It's like you got to have five guys you can throw to on offense. You got to have a good quarterback, and it's just it's just going to fade. I mean, you're going to see it. Like most teams will not have a defensive coach. I think the only type of defensive coach that can hang around is like Mike Vrabel, who just – I don't know if you, you – know, people probably didn't watch the Titans at all this year, but – when you would watch them, it's just like, how are they even in this game? Like, like they're not even like they're not that good. Uh, their quarterbacks hurt, you know. Like, like there's all these things, but they were still in the game. So it's like that is to me. He'll probably be around for a while, right? Um, but you know, like unless Eberflus finds a way to do something, he's going to get fired. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. I don't know what he was thinking going to Houston. They literally just fired two other black coaches in a, in their first season and in one season and he literally it's the worst job on the market um, as a new coach i get it you i guess the only person who could get that job is a coach who's never been a head coach you know um i i think it's a terrible job uh i 
I don't think that I think that organization is so poorly run. Um, I, I I get it. Deshaun Watson was kind of a creep, right? He did some creepy stuff. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as it as the media portrays it, right? Um, I do think he was uh, framed a little bit. That's somewhere in there by those those uh, sleazy owners who, you know, it's just very interesting to me that the minute he wanted a trade, all that crap came out. You know, that's the only thing that that makes me draw. You know, kind of like. Is it, did he really do, you know, was it really that many, you know? Um, and so I, I, I'm not saying he didn't do nothing wrong. Cause he, you know, obviously he did, but I just don't think it's as drastic as it comes out. I just think the owners may have, and, and you know, think about it. You got $6 billion and your greatest asset is just like walking out on you. You're going to get pissed. You're going to go, you know, you got, you know, like $3 million. You can just go hand out a hundred grand to him. 50 people, you know, who cares? Yeah. Right? Make this guy look bad on the way out. So that's just my opinion. I actually don't know. And we'll never find out at least not in this life. So anyway, um, the other one was, uh, you know, so I was, I was surprised at that. Uh, I, I, he'll probably be fired in three years, my guess. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I think Salah, unless they get Aaron Rodgers, which it looks more likely after Tom Brady's retirement that, they would just retain Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I just don't see why they would get rid of him because the NFC is so bad at quarterback. You know, it's like Stafford and Dak Prescott you're going up against and, you know, Kirk Cousins. So you might as well just hang on to Rodgers. Like, there's just no reason to get rid of him. Um, So I got a feeling the Jets guy is going to get fired. Uh, you know, Sean McDermott, if he has another couple seasons like that, like the Buffalo Bills not winning a Super Bowl in a couple years, it's like, He'll probably get at least not making it to a Super Bowl. He'll, he'll probably get fired, you know. So it's like all these defensive coaches are on their way out. Ron Rivera's on a short leash. It's just, and it's not. So I play defense. Okay, I play defense. I get it. Uh, I I know exactly how they think. I know exactly how these coaches think because I'm I'm not an offensive guy, so I can't even relate to how offensive coaches think. All I can relate is to how these guys think. And you know you know the way they think. We just got to execute. We just got to execute. That's it. We just got to run the ball, play defense. That's it. And we'll we'll be in the game. We'll give ourselves a chance in the end. That's exactly how they're thinking. And so they're not even thinking about, okay, um, I shouldn't be, you know, I'm in a game, it's snowing. I shouldn't be just chucking the ball down the field. You know, I should be calling my offensive coordinator and telling him, hey, we need to run the ball now, you know. No, he's not doing that. He's just like, oh, I gotta let my, you know, I gotta let him do it because, you know, we just gotta execute better. You know, the, the play calls right. We just gotta execute better. It's just a very like black and white, concrete way of thinking. Okay, and it just like based upon what I've been able to see is that you got to be a lot more, you know, intellectual. You know, Ron Rivera benching Heineke in a an elimination game for Wentz? Like, what? That's just somebody who's like, oh, we're not executing. You're not executing. We need to get someone in. We got to try somebody else. You know, it's just like, it's just such a defensive coach's mindset. Because that's, you know, when I was coaching, that's exactly what I would do. Oh, this guy ain't getting it done. We got to get someone else in there. And it's just like, or you go talk to him and figure out what's going on. You know, and have a relationship and just kind of talk about, you know, hey, what are you seeing? What what could we do better? You know, 
throwing the ball like like is throwing the ball in the middle of the field working for you? Oh yeah, yeah. They're covering the middle of the field. Okay, we got to throw it outside. You know, it's like what like like what are you doing? Like where's the relationship? It's none. It's just like, oh yeah, he's he's not executing the play properly, so we got to bench him. It's just so concrete and black and white, and it's just it's not. It's not that. And I think that's why these offensive coaches are th- are thriving because they know it's not black and white. They know it's like, you know, a lot more to it than just, oh, we got to execute, run the ball better, got to hit harder and play defense better. You know, it's just just a lot more than that nowadays. And you know, like I said, I don't get it completely, but I do know that much. I do know that defensive coaches just have like this block from like creativity. You know, so. Anyway, moving on. So Ben Johnson, right, moving right into an offensive coordinator who was just like, all these jobs suck. I'm a first. I would be a first year head coach. He's the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. He's up for coordinator of the year, which I think he should probably win it. So he's uh, he basically was just like, no, I'm gonna go be the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator again because that's a better job than any of these jobs. And he's right. And you might say, well, Sean Payton took one of those bad jobs. And I'm like, but Sean Payton has been doing it for like, you know, 15, 20 years. Not to mention his like mentor was Bill Parcells. Not to mention he has a Super Bowl. Not to mention he coached Drew Brees. He was a short court. You know, he just has so much experience. And Ben Johnson's like, nah, I'm going to wait for the Chargers to fire Staley and I'll go take that job. You know, that kind of thing. He he saw it. He's just like, nah, I'm not. I'm going to wait for a much better job. Smart guy. You know, there you go. Offensive coordinator, being a smart guy, waiting for the right job. Okay. Uh, Frank Reich, I think he got a great job at Carolina. And you might say, and and I don't think the job's great, but I think he got a great job because he's an experienced head coach. And he's in a terrible division that he'll probably win just because he's the most experienced coach in that division. And you might think I'm crazy, but I'm like, who do you, who would you say is going to win that division next year? Maybe Atlanta with uh, Arthur Smith, who I really like, by the way. No, you're going to say Carolina's winning that division. Maybe the Saints. Maybe, right? Um, Just because I think uh, Dennis Allen will, you know, after another year, I think he will, you know, that team should progress. But that that team was just so all over the place as well with with the quarterback. And you just see these teams floundering and most of them do they have defensive coaches and it's just like Dennis Allen is such a good defensive coordinator like he they literally beat the Bucks for four you know I think they were what, what were they four and oh six and oh against the Bucks or something something ridiculous right or four and oh they're four and oh against the Bucks Tom Brady one time didn't uh, the, the Bucks didn't even score a point one 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 night right it was like a I don't know if it was a Thursday night football game or a Sunday night football game it was nine to zero. It was just like he, his defense is just flummox really good quarterbacks. And everybody has such high respect for him as a defensive coordinator. As a head coach, he's like a little bit a little bit out of place, right? And I like Dennis Allen. I thought he was gonna be a really good head coach. And right now, I mean, obviously it's not, you know, it's only his first year, but I just unless they he he's gotta get this you know, relationship with the quarterback better where it's not just this black and white execution thing. Right. So that's just the way I, I see that. Um, yeah. So, you know, just in review, I just think, you know, I hope, I hope as time goes on, you know, the NFL isn't 
just going to be like, okay, you have a guy on a rookie contract? Because I did a little cap space thing a couple of years ago. You know, I think it was last season or the season before. It was like you have a rookie quarterback on a – you know, on a rookie or a quarterback on a rookie contract, and you can pay everybody else, or you have a really good quarterback, right? And that's kind of what the league is. It's like you either have one or the other, and you do it right both of the ways, and that's how you win. And I just want to see a team that does it a little bit different. And so I'm going to be a Ravens fan because I do feel like the Ravens are kind of the team that breaks that mold, who's actually good, right? Their head coach isn't actually an offensive or a defensive coordinator. He's a special teams guy because he's extremely good in situations. I don't know if you know this. The Ravens are, he just like, they just know how to handle all these different situations. Now I know he kind of botched it in the playoff game. Not sure what happened there and what the timeout, you know, like the clock running out, but normally that's not usually the issue, but it's like, that's that's the team that's going to break the mold, in my opinion, where it's just like maybe they're they're going to be a little bit different with Lamar or without Lamar. Yeah, now I know with Lamar, they're like excellent, and I hope they hang on to him. You know, it'd be great to see Lamar take a little less too, but whatever. Anyway, the other, the other one, uh, you know, him being a running quarterback, I get it. Like you want to get paid. Um, the other but, – but I think they could win with, you know, a few different types of quarterbacks, right? And he has. He had Joe Flacco at one time. And one. <coughs> so I just, you know, that's the team. <clears throat> I'm going to jump on their bandwagon. I'm going to be a fan of the Ravens for a while just because I do feel like that's the team that can break the mold. And we we want that. Just, just so everybody's aware, you want the NFL to remain as it is where your team always has a chance to start the year. Like, you want that. You don't want to have it where it's like, oh, yeah, we don't have Burrow, Allen, Herbert. We don't have this – stud quarterback hurts on a rookie contract and we can just pay everybody, you know, you, you don't, you want it to be a lot more unpredictable. It's just way more fun. Yeah. So my betting year in review goes something like this. Um, I did, you know, where I did my, I did a competition or a contest on ESPN where I did every spread, every game, all year, right? I did every game. I picked the winner, loser. I mean, the winner every game all year. So pretty, pretty good. I finished pretty good. So I did uh, top three percentile, you know, on both, you know, the third percentile or 97th percentile, sorry, 97th percentile on both, roughly 96.7 on the picking the winners. I was 169 and 100 picking winners straight up, which is, I was like, I, I'm usually really bad at picking that winners. I'm better at the spreads, but I was actually better at picking winners this year. And in the spreads, I was uh, 146 and 125 in the 97th percentile. So it felt like I did pretty good at that. And the most impressive part about that one is it was worse. I was worse off, right? So it was like I, I was at 63% in picking the winners, right? And about 52 51 and a half, 52 percent, right? Picking spreads. And on the last week of the year, I went 15 and one on the last week of the season, losing only the Browns game. I think I had them at plus, I think they were like plus three and a half, and they ended up losing by like, you know, seven or eight, you know, yeah, anyway. 
I missed on one game the whole the whole uh, week, which was crazy. That was that was for sure the best I've done. Um, my confidence picks all year, I went thirty five and thirty one and one. Uh, there was one week I didn't post on here, so it, it looks like thirty one, thirty and one, which is you know whatever. It's you know we're splitting hairs. It's like you know four per you know like a difference of like one percent or something. Anyway, so I, I mean I feel like my my season went. You know, pretty good in some areas, other areas not so good. But um, yeah, looking forward to next season. Um, it's probably my last podcast on this till you know start of next season, unless uh, something else comes up. But anyway, uh, appreciate you guys, whoever's been joining us. Uh, see you next year. And this is James Montgomery, and this was the Stinger Podcast. <laughs>